Hi, this is Kimberly. Please enjoy our podcast, but remember our doctors are only here to educate, not diagnose. If you have any questions or need any further information, please email me. My email address is kim at mfwellness.org. Okay, so my first podcast for 2022, I've missed out. I was out of town or something. I don't remember. It was like You're 10, on vacation. Seven of vacation. Mm. It's the longest that I've been gone from Midwest Family Wellness in the 20 years that, that I've been here. And I had straight up had the shakes. Place only caught on fire one time. I know. You guys did Which great. Which haven't brought up until now. You guys did great. <laughs> yeah, my, um, my wife was physically restraining me from looking on Skype messages or checking on the office in any way. So. I noticed the it first, got shut down. Right? After about you 48 hours. And then, <laughs> then it was dead. It was dead zone after that. Yeah. She, uh, she's like, what are you doing? I was nothing. She saw that I had Skype open, and then I was uh, looking at the live stats, and she uh, took my phone. And so that was that. And so it was nice. It was, it was a really good time. Uh, the first two days, it was nice enough to swim, and uh, I got an entire pool gang going with that game. You went you... to Florida, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To Disney, but the best part about Disney is the, the pools. So we got like a gang of kids. You know, you yell the numbers, you hit the ball up in the air, you see how long you can keep it up. And that game attracts all kids. So Jamie's got a picture of me uh, on it. Instagram. Yeah. And there's like... <laughs> a thousand kids like, around you. <laughs> what, were the, me, what, what were the age ranges of... Uh... It was... I was the oldest. Go figure. Yeah. At 47. And then the youngest was a, just a little bitty guy... Who was just up in the shallow end? He was hitting on. He was having this time of his life. So I would say he was. I'd say he was three, and then I would say that if you graph it, most of your ages are going to fall under ten. Oh. And then there was me, but I had to keep them in charge. And all the parents were like, they were off drinking. They're like, you, you know, to pay this like, guy. They're like, yeah, should we go in there and help? And they're like, now he's got it. So that was my natural ability to lead all juveniles. Good job. Yeah, I'm really proud of it. Okay, so it was February. Yep. We're going to talk about heart health, which we talk about every February. And people are like, come on, February is boring. And I'll tell them, hey, man, as soon as heart disease is not the number one killer in this country, we'll talk about something else. Like, we would love to talk about something else in February, but we're not going to. This is important. And if even one person takes the stuff we're going to talk about here in the next half an hour and changes their, their attitude or their demeanor or, or their activities just a little bit, we'll have been incredibly successful. So we're going to talk about heart disease today. We're talking about the specific uh, most effective ways for pushing heart disease off the table. I am going to talk about triglycerides, and I'm going to talk about blood sugar management. And then I have blood pressure. Nice. And also LDLs. Nice, bro. And then I'll talk about waist circumference, which is a fun one to talk about. And then I will talk about chiropractic care and uh, heart disease. So it's going to be pretty cool. So... And then um, if you're mentally shutting down and you don't want to hear a health podcast, I totally understand. Uh, we're going to try and keep it as interesting as we can. And we only use like the newest stuff that we talk about. We're yeah. not going to go back. In the past, we've gotten really in-depth oh my on gosh. the physiology and all that. Yeah, I'm going to keep mine pretty straightforward. Yeah, we got to stay on the top. Fundamental. Yeah. Yeah, we got to. We have such a broad spectrum to cover. We got we to gotta stay on the top. We can't go into the weeds today. Right. Which is boring. <laughs> because like that's where all the magic is, is in the weeds. Yeah. All right. Okay, so I'll start. So triglyceride management, I want you guys to understand that triglycerides naturally occur. That, you know, sometimes, you know, triglycerides and LDLs and sugar, they, they get made out to be these evil substances that want you to die. 
I mean, that's just not true. You know, highly processed diets produce more triglycerides than your body can metabolize. So just think of triglycerides as tiny balls of energy. And what those do is that they, they give you, you know, that you're walking around, blinking your eyelids, doing all your stuff. If you have too many of those, at the end of the day, those get converted to fat really easily. And that fat can generate atherosclerotic uh, tendencies in the body, can generate a bunch of other stuff. Keeping them low means that your heart doesn't have to deal with shuffling them around the body. It's that simple. And so what's the best way to reduce those things? Is just to eat a healthy diet. So saturated fats, you know, that kind of stuff, highly processed foods, just want to avoid those as much as you can. It's that simple. It's just that simple. Okay? So like, oh, you got to reduce your triglycerides. You're right. I'm going to eat a more high fiber diet, which is apples. You know, like, oh, high fiber, like it's like it's a new thing. It's plants. Plants are fiber. And so the amount of sugar just running around in your blood that's not being metabolized um, is really, really important. In the past, the, you know, when they talk about paleo diets or these other diets, they're really mainstreaming you know, the concept that humans eat diets that don't have a lot of free sugar. And what I mean is that sugar tastes good. And when food companies want you to buy their food, they make it taste better. One of the easiest ways to do that is with highly processed sugar. So they add it in or they caramelize something or they make it sweeter. All of those things are too sweet for the human to handle. And because of that, those extra sugars are prevalent in the bloodstream. They're not metabolized quickly. Then your cells are like, dude, there's too many sugars out here, and they desensitize themselves to that. Just like when you drink too much alcohol. It's the same effect. That cell receptor mediated, not immunity, um, but tolerance. And so you have to have even more sugar to produce the same effect. Same with coffee. The problem is that you will pee out caffeine, but you have a lot of difficulty peeing out extra sugar because that makes you diabetic. And so it gets metabolized and it stays on your body as fat. Now your heart doesn't and shouldn't have to shuffle around a whole bunch of sugar. And so the way that we avoid that is by staying off of highly processed foods and exercising. And I'm going to yell and scream about exercising at the end, so I'll just say a little bit now. Exercise is your best weapon against sugar that you've taken into your body. And it's really, other than taking a bunch of drugs your only weapon. Okay, those are my two things to start with. Okay, for me, I want to talk about blood pressure. And that's because it is, I mean, it's really the best indicator of how healthy your heart is. It's very easy, it's something easy you can even do at home. You know, you don't have to wait till every time you go to your physician to find out what your blood pressure is. Right. You can find some pretty inexpensive home blood pressure measuring devices that will, will work great. And we- Did you want to say sphygma mammometer? I, I kind of did, but then <laughs> we're keeping, you know. We're trying to keep Kim awake. Yeah, she was, Kim's I was worried work. about her. Kim's daydreaming about snowstorms. Right. <laughs> and so, first of all, just the basics. We hear the numbers, that top number, systolic, mm -hmm. bottom number, diastolic. There's a certain range we want that to be in. Right. And once it hits that 120 over 80, once it gets above that, over the recent years, that's become an issue. Before that, it was like, if you're below that, and oh, man. And if, even if you're under 140 over 90, but now they look at, you know, kind of like that 130 mark as a pre-hypertension. Right. Pre-hypertension. 
But so systolic, that top number, to keep it simple, that is the pressure that your heart is exerting as it's contracting and pushing blood through the arteries. The diastolic is the pressure when your heart is relaxed. Right. So it's like systolic is how hard you're pushing out, and then diastolic is how hard your body's pushing back against you. Right. All right. Right, Kim? That matters. Yeah. Because one of them changes all the time, and the other one doesn't. Right. So even if you are... The so one you, that comes back doesn't change? The one that where your body's pushing against yeah. you. Yeah. So if you're exercising, and let's say you test your blood pressure mm-hmm. right after exercise, you're pumping it up. You that get, systolic, that's going to be way higher than it normally is. But that right. diastolic, it really shouldn't change a that's whole right. lot. It should still be around that 80, you know, maybe it'll be slightly different, but mm-hmm. shouldn't be much different than it is when you're resting. And then something we always talk about with our patients is if you have a device at home, mm-hmm. record yeah, this it is at a, such a big deal. same time, mm. pick the same time every day or whatever, you know, however many days you want to test it per week, or maybe it's just weekly, same time, and then we also like to see different positions. So seated versus seated, lying down versus lying, uh, even maybe standing versus standing. Mm-hmm. And they will be different compared to each other, but each week if you're comparing standing to standing, lying to lying, those should be the same. The same. Right. So that's just another thing to keep in mind. So just a really easy way to test how healthy your heart Kim's is. Kim's squinting at you. No. Yes, I'm, Kim. I have a question. Yeah. Um, is that the... Metric that a lot of people track. Like, are you sh- like? Are you saying should they or oh. do they? Uh, both, I guess. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you had a patient come in, and they they went and they had their blood pressure taken, and I, we ask them, okay, how was it done? And they're like, what do you mean? Like, how was it done? Did you sit in a room by yourself relaxing for five minutes? Were you laying on your side? Did they take it more than once? None of that gets done. They come in, white coat, freak out, takes your blood pressure, it's already through the roof. They put you on drugs. And I'm not, you know, I don't like to just be dismissive, but that is the case we get from, F- I've never. And that's why know, we like it actually done at home. If you have, that's you know, right, the ability, because you're relaxed. That's right. You can sit it's in super a, call, a quiet room. You're not afraid because you're worried what right. the physician's going to say or what right. they're going to do to right. you. And let's say the machine is off two points. Okay. That's okay. Because it's consistently off two points. And you can see whether it's going up or going down. That's where we're at. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. And so with the heart, so much of it is what's going on around you. you Did somebody scare you? Is somebody outside the door sliding notes underneath it to us? Did somebody tap the table? Like these things greatly affect blood pressure, but it's transient. You want to keep it the same. Mm, Okay. Yeah, it's a really good point, Dr. Mara. And then the other thing I was going to talk about are LDLs, or low-density lipoproteins. Mm -hmm. So, And that's cholesterol. And just like... Dr. Josh was talking about with triglycerides, you know, sometimes these get a really bad name. You know, they call them the bad cholesterol. Yeah. And they call the HDLs the good cholesterol. Right. Which, that's not totally true. So... Right, it's just juvenile. Once, once again, LDLs, it's excess that's the problem. So when we get an excess amount of those LDLs floating around, that's when we start seeing, you know, what they call the placking. And when that starts to restrict the diameter of those vessels, that's when it becomes a problem. And that's when it affects that blood pressure we were just talking about. Yeah, man. That's an effect. Having a higher blood pressure is an effect of those vessels becoming more and more constricted. So that's why it's a big deal. And just like with the triglycerides, 
has a lot to do with your nutrition when it comes to these LDLs. If you're taking in way too much saturated fat, which might be, you know, it does come from animal proteins mm -hmm. is a big part of it. And we're not saying you can't have any right. meats, but if you're every meal during the day, that's pretty much all you're taking in. That's a, that's a big problem. It is. So, and you just have to make sure you're counteracting that with what Dr. Josh mentioned as well as with fruits, vegetables, our unsaturated fats, getting omega-3s mm. in our diet. I love it. Those nice healthy fats. It's just just like with everything we talk about nutrition, it's moderation. Or exercise. And the exercise is the right. huge you know thing. What I mean? So like, that'll clear that it, help clear it out. Like, yeah. Help clear price. it out. So eating healthy and exercise especially once again will will help a great deal with the LDLs. I love it. I'll cover the last one, which is a relatively new one in terms of like all the things we're talking about, blood pressure, LDLs, that stuff's been around forever. But um, our uh, medical doctor buddies, um, a lot of them are talking about waist circumference and they're like, okay, well, is it, you know, half of, what do they do? They do less than half of your height is in inches around your waist or for women, less than 35 inches and men, they want less than 40 inch waist. When you are carrying, it, it, it's just this simple. Just forget everything else. If you have extra fat on your body, those fat cells contribute to an increased hormone and inflammatory response. That's all you need to know. More fat, more inflammatory response. An inflammatory response, think of it this way, it's like when you get a cut, is it really red, itchy, and swollen? Do your joints hurt all the time? These are, these are the signs and symptoms of inflammation. Inflammation and sugar go hand in hand. Keeping inflammation out of your body as best you can is a great way to live a long time. And so carrying extra fat will do that to you. You know, it's one of the things that's been that's been documented pretty well recently in this great big war. We're just picking stuff to be at war with. We're like, oh, it's fat, you know, in the 80s and 90s. And, and then they realize, oh my God, it's the sugar. And now they're transitioning off of the sugar. And maybe someday they'll realize that it's just a bunch of people that have become insanely sedentary and they'll start complaining about that. But sometimes people don't want to hear that. They want, you know, some other solution. So, you know, yeah, you can use waste as a metric. You can use all of these things as metrics and don't be scared of them, they're just numbers. But understand that if you're like, I don't care about numbers, great, great, I'll see you on the treadmill. 30 minutes, every single day, that's what your body's built for. You know, oh, I don't have time for that. Well, you, I would argue that you don't really have time for anything else. I mean, you know, not, not to be holier than thou, like most of the people that listen to this podcast are our patients and they wanna know what it's gonna to take to be healthy. We're telling you, just find a way to exercise every single day. You know, you burn up that sugar. Burn up, you know, lower the triglyceride count, lower the LDL, and then increase high-density lipoprotein counts, which is a direct side effect of cardiovascular exercise. And if you're, if you're wondering where you're at on a lot of these things, yeah, you can do, you can get Holy a blood, blood profile, oh my gosh, somewhere, yeah. and you can kind of find out where you're at yeah. currently, and then uh, if you have some work to oh, do, yeah. we'll help you uh, on, on the right track. The, you know, most of your primaries have a yearly exam where they'll pull that information, or, or they should, you know, like yeah. you know, get a red top. A purple top and then a purple top that has a little bit of um, red in it. Those are the tubes you want to see go off. The blood tubes, Kim. Hmm. No? Yeah. Did you notice they had different tops? Yeah, I never knew what they were for, though. <laughs> You're so fun. <laughs> okay, last thing I want to talk about is chiropractic and heart disease. There are several studies 
um, over the years that have been done. One of the most recent that we like to talk about here because it directly influences the research that we've started to publish is um, heart rate variability. How well your heart recovers from being scared or being shocked or being exercised. How well it goes from a high rhythm down to a regular rhythm. That time, that interval matters. It's an indicator of heart health and it's called heart rate variability. And there's a really great study that was done in uh, 2016 where uh, they take a bunch of patients that are getting adjusted regularly and compare them to people that have never been adjusted or they get adjusted, I think it was a one in six month interval. And there's significant difference. Well, so in the world of research, when we say significance, it means that there's enough of a difference to where you can, you can make conclusions based on that study. The other thing with chiropractic care is that when we are maintaining the mobility of the neck, you know, when you get fixations in between vertebrae, somebody gets stuck, not moving, it can put pressure on the nerves. The problem with the nerves of the neck is that it's not just the motor nerves, the ones that move your hand, it's also the nerves that control the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous system. So those nerves are the feedback loop. And so it's how well your brain can run your heart, how well your brain can run your lungs, eye dilation, sweating or not sweating, armpit, the whole deal. It's all right there. And so people, whose necks are free from fixations and moving, have a, there's a lot less insult to the sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems. So it's why it's the reason why we're always looking right up in there making sure everybody's moving. Hmm. So that's that. Pretty cool, huh, Kim? Yeah. It's just, it's really neat. Chiropractic that, amazes me. It's really neat the yeah. way, uh, and for the longest time, these chiropractors were getting these great results, but they couldn't explain why because the tech wasn't there. And so in the 50s, excuse me, in the 30s and 40s, you know, they have these people lining up down the street to get adjusted. And they're like, well, how does this work? Like, we don't have any idea. But it does. I know. <laughs> and so that, that is okay as long as you're working to elucidate the model. You know? You know, some of the detractors to chiropractic will say, well, you don't know how it works. Buddy, if you think that they understand how aspirin works, you're wrong. They don't. Like a lot of these mechanisms haven't been elucidated, like, but we're working on that, you know, trying to understand, getting the tech in there, getting the studies. There's no big pharma paying for chiropractic studies, you know, it's all homegrown. So anyway, that's just something cool to think about. Yeah. Um, okay. So we want to bring this up really quick. February 4th mm -hmm. is Wear Red Day. Is that correct, Kim? Oh my yes, God, it Kim. is. Wear Red for Heart Health. And we're so we had this red today. We had this whole big plan <laughs> to wear red on the 4th and hand out stuff. But guess what? It's on Friday. We're not here. And not we don't here. see patients on Friday. But yeah. so what we're going to do is on Monday, starting yes. Monday the 7th, and that whole week we're here, that Monday we're going to wear red. Mm -hmm. But the, we are. the whole week yeah. we're going to be handing out heart-shaped ice packs. Is that mm. correct? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Along with, and this is more, this is heart health, but also Valentine's Day. That's right, because we love you. Leading yeah. up to it. We're going to be handing out those little tiny candy heart boxes from the 7th through the 14th. And don't mm. worry, they're little. We're not going to get your blood sugar up too That's high. Right. Plus, like, I'm not sure they're edible. Yeah. yeah. You know, because people are like, oh, these are the ones I got in high school. Yeah, they're literally the same. If you, don't, if you don't have healthy teeth. Then you should yeah, probably you give, the, give them to somebody these, else. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and this, we have done that for years. This is probably our tenth or eleventh year giving oh, these things. At up. least, yeah. People love them. At least, people love them. Yeah. Oh. Well, we're joined here at the last second by the the other Doctor Fink. He's made it from his trials and whatever he was doing. Tribulations. And he looks like he's in an awesome mood. Doctor Fink, we're finishing <laughs> up our heart health talk, and uh, you're the one most qualified to speak about heart health. Do you have any comments to make? And you don't have to make any if you don't want to. 
I think the best thing to think about regarding heart health is that doing a little bit each day is the best thing that you can do for yourself. Uh, it's not about exercising for two hours. It's not about, you know, trying to make it all up in That's one right. session. It's That's right. 30 to 45 minutes and reaching your estimated heart rate, right? Because mm -hmm. that's where you get and burn calories and have that's right. cardiovascular health. And right. the way to know that, are you slightly out of breath? Perfect. That's where you need to be. Yeah. The watches are great, but yeah. if you don't have one, data. just, you know, yeah. Yeah. You gauge it on that. Data. Can you still talk? You right. Know? You got yeah. a mailbox? Perfect. Walk to that mailbox, and then right before you get to it, you just go the wrong way. 15 <laughs> minutes, then you come back 15 minutes at a pace where you're slightly out of breath. Now you're perfect. All you need is a mailbox. Kim, you have or a mailbox? Some, or someone's uh, yeah, do, mailbox, actually. Kim. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, very good. That's it for us. So, Dr. Fink, everything for the people? Welcome to the office, Dr. Fink. Yeah, it's good to be You've here. You've had a tough day. Oh, no, it was just, uh, it was fine. I know the guy that was working Walmart was, uh, he was reaching his... His, his limit? Yeah, his card <laughs> is, is it because of the people and Everybody's the snow? prepping for the snow, right? It is the lack of, right now, during the pandemic, there's a lack of workers. For oh, anything. Yeah, so there was two two people. Did you take them a massage gift certificate? No, I was already there. I, I didn't have a massage gift certificate. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, they were just running around and he was sweating. He was like that poor going guy. back and forth. And you know the people are being rude. I know. That's why I, I kept my We count. should take him some candy hearts. Yeah. We should. Okay. Yeah, he probably, he's probably not working after today. Yeah, he probably <laughs> <won't>. <laughs> All right. Dr. Mauer, anything for the people? No, that's it for me. Miss Kim, anything for the people? Uh, just happy Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think this will be out. Yeah, the week of next week. week. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so for Dr. Brad, for Dr. Matt, and for Kimberly, I'm Dr. Fink. Uh, Josh, you know. And uh, we'll talk to you in two weeks. Bye. And a big thank you goes out to Hug Monster Sound for somehow allowing the doctor's voices to sound even better than they already do.